Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into LeMaire, back to Lafleur. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. You're in the fall! Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle, une passe devant. Et c'est la victoire des Canadiens. You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground. Your premier gaming destination. It's going to be sick. Marinero on this Tuesday, July 18, the Sick Podcast, weeknights at 10 p.m. live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do so. The more of you subscribe, the more money we make. It's a beautiful thing. It makes everyone happy, along with Shane Gomo, who's at Master Control. Shane, you're in your chair. I'm in my chair. I'm Marinero. I'm in one of those moods tonight. I feel like going nuts, and it's because the snake, Simo the Snake Boisvert, does this to me. I anxiously await when he joins me, and when he does, I know he's going to fire me up. So what I did today is already try and fire myself up before the show so like that I'm ready for him. So like that the second he comes on, I'm going to storm right out of the gates. Maybe not. What I will tell you is that the Sick Podcast is brought to you by, in part by Energy Transportation Group, named by the Financial Times as one of America's fastest-growing companies in 2023. They grew faster than I actually read. They've been recognized by the Globe and Mail as a top-growing Canadian company for two years in a row. They work with some of the biggest Fortune 500 companies providing end-to-end logistics services. Join a winning team and check out Energy's career page for available opportunities. Energy Transportation Group, my boys, Mike Cinquino and Sean Gerard, and they pay me every time I mention their name. As a matter of fact, I'm just making that up. But who knows, it might give them an idea. The Sick Podcast is also brought to you in part by Playground, your premier gaming destination, open 24-7. Drinks are always free while you play over 600 machines, poker tournaments, cash games, daily promotions, free valet, and unmatched customer service. Why go anywhere else? That's what I ask. Located just over the Mercier Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal, it is Playground. And brewed in Quebec and a winner of a dozen international awards, La Beta TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Beta TB, embrace your true nature. This morning, early Earlier today, I saw a piece on Donny Kulis' website, and it's about David Reinbacker. Have you had a chance to see this? He has uh, a disease called, if I'm not mistaken, Osgood Schlaughter disease, which um, I, I know of a few people that have been diagnosed with Osgood Slaughter. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's one of the things we're going to discuss, but doesn't look like the Canadians were aware of this when they drafted Ryan Backer. And as a matter of fact, not everyone is. But one guy who seems to be aware is Maxim Truman from Dali Kulis. Anyway, we bring in from all the hockey circles around the Quebec. He's had a scouting opinion or two that have driven people nuts. 
Simon, the snake, Boisvert. Guarda qua. Guarda que belitza gusta qua. Oh! What's going on? Hi, Tony. C'est toi le meilleur, man. You're the best. C'est toi le meilleur. Thank you. Yeah. All right, okay. Um, this morning, I mean, when this came out or this afternoon when you saw it, tell me that uh, you weren't a little bit rattled. Um, how did you feel about the story of David Reinbacker? And if we can bring up a couple of images, let's bring up the actual picture and piece on Donny Coulis. Il est atteint de maladie qui cause des douleurs fréquentes dans ses genoux. Uh, suffering from a disease that causes um, frequent pain in his knees. It is Osgood Slaughter disease. I know of a couple of people who have had it, who have grown out of it. And let's go into the article, and I'll read, and I will translate, and then I'll get your opinion on this. Lors d'un passage à l'émission Le Retour de Radio X sur les ondes de Choix FM, une émission pilotée par Jordan Boivin, Maxime Truman a confié que le jeune défenseur a des problèmes aux deux genoux. So Maxim Truman tells the people at Radio X that uh, David Reinbacker has knee problems. Um, en fait, cela explique par le fait qu'il est atteint d'une maladie osseuse infantile, une cause fréquente de douleur de genoux chez les enfants et les adolescents. So it's uh, obviously a, Denise, uh, a disease that um, gives frequent Uh, knee pains and uh, is um, transpires in kids and even in adolescents. And la maladie cause des effritements de cartilage et d'os uh, d'os dans ses deux genoux. So it's got the cartilage rubbing uh, against the bone in his two knees. I hope I'm translating that correctly. La douleur est apparue dans les deux genoux vers la fin de la dernière saison en Suisse. The uh, knee pain started to happen at the end of the hockey season in Switzerland. Il y avait de l'inflammation. There was inflammation. Mais son équipe ne s'y est pas trop attardée. But his team didn't think much of it at the time. Un fois arrivé à Montréal, le CH s'est penché plus sérieusement sur son cas. Once he arrived in Montreal, the Canadians looked uh, deeper into it. And there's another piece. Ses problèmes lui ont nuit au point où il devait patiner avec des étels au niveau des deux genoux lors du camp de développement. What's, uh, what's des étels? Well, it's kind of a, it's a splint. Ah, oh, okay. All right. So yeah. he... Orthopedic the, uh, support, yeah. All right. Okay. So kind of like a brace type of thing. Orthopedic brace, is yeah. that it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ça yeah, fait a, en sorte... It's called a splint. Yeah. Okay, splint. Ça fait en sorte qu'il avait de la difficulté à faire des changements de direction et accélérer rapidement sur la patinoire. This is why he had a hard time changing direction and accelerating quickly up the ice. C'est un brin inquiétant. It's a little bit um, um, inquiétant, inquiétant. How do I say that? Translate. Concerning. Concerning. Got it. De savoir qu'il n'était pas à 100% au cas est une mauvaise nouvelle en soi. Mais... La bonne nouvelle, si la maladie ne dégénère pas et qu'il est contrôlé par la prochaine année, il n'y aura pas de conséquences. So, it, it, you know, it's, um, if the disease doesn't get worse and it's controlled in the next year, there shouldn't be any consequences. Et lorsqu'il aura fini sa croissance, after he finishes his growth spurt, il y a d'excellentes chances que la maladie disparaisse. Tout simplement, there's very good chances that 
it'll just go away by itself. Et puisque ces plaques de croissance, and because his growth plates so are, are not closed yet, uh, there is uh, a, an opportunity, of course, for Ryan Backer uh, to even grow even more, get taller, uh, the way it was reported over the last couple of weeks. Okay, so Snake, I looked into this. Uh, Maxim Truman's a friend of mine. I gave him a call. Uh, and, um, and, um, and I asked him, I said, Max, is this the same, um, disease to the knees that your son has? Because Max has a young son, uh, who was a very good soccer player, uh, who had this. And, um, in his case, if he wasn't going to have a surgery, his chances of, uh, overcoming it would have been 50, 50, but he had a surgery He's going to have a second surgery. And at that point, the chances for Max's son are about 90-10. So um, knowing that Max's son is going through this, I would imagine that Max knows a thing or two about it. So, um, you know, uh, what I've been told is that, you know, in Rhinebacker's case, you're probably looking at the same possibility, maybe even a 95% chance to 5% that it's going to be okay. But are you concerned by this? Well, you know, on one hand, it says, you know, whenever you talk about the knees, it's always kind of scary because in the past, uh, there were some hockey players that had to call it a career because of knee problems. Yeah. But on the other hand, if you look at the last two paragraphs, especially the, the next to last paragraph. Yeah. It says, you know, the, the, the good news is he might just be fine. And, and re remember, I mean, the they teams do a lot of research about players before drafting them, especially, you know, first round picks. So I would be surprised if, although the Canadians seem to have discovered this later, that had it been like so, uh, so concerning that they would not have in, uh, they would not have investigated a little bit more before. But his his so, team in Switzerland didn't even know about this uh, yeah. so snake. I, they I, thought it was just you know he was getting yeah. inflammation because he was playing a lot. But yeah. now we're finding out that he was getting inflammation because he's he's got Osgood Schlatter disease. Uh, and once again, the chances of recovery are very very good. But I don't know, man. But I I'd be nervous about this. Because it's, it's a crumbling of the cartilage. And I have this personally, but I'm not an athlete. I was told I have crumbling of the, the cartilage, you know, which means that perhaps, you know, when I'm 80 years old, I might struggle, uh, you know, when I walk. But uh, again, I'm not a hockey player. So no. who knows what's going to happen? But it's, it's never affected me. I mean, I'm always, you know, I'm able to do anything and everything, but I don't have that disease. But I have the crumbling of the, the cartilage. So in your knees, I don't know. Yeah, in, in my knees. I was told like 25 years ago. Only in your knees. You don't I'm, have I'm not hurting. I can do anything. I can go jogging. I can go okay. skating. But I again, hear you. I, I'm, I'm not an NHL player either. You're not, you're not an elite athlete. No. So now no. the crumbling of the cartilage only in your knees, by the way. No crumbling of the cartilage anywhere else in your body. No. 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 Only That's good to know. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm overly dramatic here. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned by this. What if he's in the five percent? Who's drafted fifth overall? Yeah. What if he's yeah, in the look, look, I'm, I'm not trying to defend the Hab selection, but 
he could also be in the five percent of uh, top five picks who who flop because they're not good enough. That that's a very good point. There's always risk involved. You, you want to enjoy, yeah. you want to avoid a, a, the risk of injury, especially at an early age. Yeah. But, but again, you know, th- th- there's always risk. So if it's five percent, I think it's pretty acceptable. I'm going to tell you something, Snake. It's it's funny that we're talking about this today. It's not actually funny, but it's just it's appropriate. I bring this up now. But so there I am at the development camp. And like, I'm really watching Rhinebacker, right? With my eyes, which are not a scout's eyes. Even though I did take a GM and scouting course once upon a time, about 12 years ago, whatever it was. But anyway, I'm not a scout. Um, but long story short, I'm watching this guy and I'm like, what the hell's going on here? The guy can't skate. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so I came down to the determination because he was staying back a little bit. I wasn't seeing a lot of mobility. I wasn't seeing a lot of explosion. I wasn't seeing a lot of fluidity in the skating and stuff like that. I came down to the conclusion and I said to myself, this guy has been through so much in the last month between combines and interviews and the draft and the nervousness and the running around and a plane here and a plane there. I said, he must be spent. He must be like physically, physically very tired. And today, I read this report, and now it all makes sense to me. He was playing with splints, and it was affecting his mobility. Yeah. And now it makes sense. Because he, he looked pretty good in uh, the end of the season in Switzerland. I understand that. But what if, I mean, is there a chance that if this doesn't get better, that he has to play with splints for the rest of his career? Well, if he does, uh, and, and the way you saw him at development camp, yeah, I, I guess would affect him. I don't, I don't think it would be. I mean, it, do you think that from what you saw at the camp that he could play with splints and actually face NHL players? He could, he could face Connor McDavid. No, no. But never mind Connor McDavid. What I saw at the camp, if. If that would be him, and, and look, this is not what we're saying. I mean, let's put the cards on the table here. He's a young player. He'll probably be playing for the Montreal Canadiens in a year, maybe in two years. Um, you know, he's uh, he's going to get better. He hasn't stopped growing. They're going to work on a, a few things. But because you asked the question, if that would be him in a year, which is it's, it's, it's not realistic to think it would be because everyone gets better with time, right? But if that would be him, he would have a really hard time. He would have a really, really hard time. Now, anyway, uh, here we are. It's the 18th of July. I believe the draft was, what, the 28th of June or whatever it is. So tomorrow, you know, the draft was actually three weeks ago tomorrow. So it was 20 days ago. 20 days later, the fact the Montreal Canadiens selected Rhinebacker fifth over Several other players that you had high on your list. You think what? Where was Ryan Backer on your list again? Because I know you had Michkov at number he two. Was fifth. He was fifth. He was, to me, okay. it, it, it was Michkov. It, Michkov, and then you know, uh, Ryan Backer was the next option on my list. Ah, uh, okay. So it's not yeah, the end of the world for you. Five. Yeah. It's pas fin du monde pour toi, though. No. No. What do you no, think? I'm, of, not, I'm, I'm not too concerned. And you know what? He was playing with splints at development camp. Maybe since development camp is just, you know, what it is. I mean, yeah. just a, 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 a kind of an introduction, you know, mm-hmm. to the players and coaches. And it's just like skills, drills, everything. Uh, 
maybe that's why he was wearing them in order not to uh, use too much of his put too much uh, weight on his knees. I don't know. I mean, what would be what would be your plan for him? Oh, Laval. Laval would be your plan for this year. Yeah, Laval. And you not know what? No, the whole season in Laval. Even if he has like 60 points in Laval, you play the whole season. Hopefully they make the playoffs. He gets playoff experience, just like uh, Yuri Kulik uh, did for um, Buffalo last year. Played the whole season. They did not call him up. Although he was 18 years old, he was probably the most effective 18-year-old player in the history of the AHL. And, but they did not call him up. The plan was to keep him in Rochester, I would do the same thing with Ronbacher, Laval, 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 68 or whatever games that they play, 76. And, and that's it. And then he's ready to go to the Habs, second pairing, if everything goes well, for the first year. And uh, So you're not messing around. You're saying no, North not America, let's go. Yeah. American Hockey League, he's close to you. He's in Laval. If you see Dwafara and Tora Brassar, he's going to go to see one of the therapists or the doctors. Yeah. If they have to send somebody to Laval, they can go. He can come here and watch a couple of games. They can go there and watch a couple of games. They'll have him under their eye. He can work with Adam Nicholas. He gets accustomed to the to the small rink right away. He gets accustomed to yeah. North America right away. We don't mess around here. Let's go. Exactly. And uh, what I don't like in player development is that a lot of times they play yo-yo with the players with, with, with players look at chain ride this year he starts the season in seattle doesn't play very much then goes to the world juniors mm. um, goes back to junior hockey then he's sent to the american hockey league and luckily for them they, they reached the finals so it was good you know that they were able to uh, have him play i think 24 games but it's a lot on someone because you have to adjust constantly yeah. To a different level. It's not like in baseball, where basically a player can climb up from A, double A, triple A, and the majors within the next season because at every level he's batting 350, let's say. I understand. But, but in hockey, it's so different from, uh, you know, going to NHL to juniors, going back to uh, world juniors, going back to juniors, going back to AHL. To me, it, it, it's yo yoing a player. And um, I, I think this is not the best way to develop guys. A shout out to Murphy Clinic, an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care. They offer permanent laser hair removal as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics, one located in Montreal, Shop Angus, and the second on the North Shore in Terban. They are also opening soon in Quebec City. Visit murphyclinic.ca or on Instagram at Murphy Clinic. You know what? It's rare that this happens. Are you ready? Yeah. And I wish I could go the other way for the benefit of the podcast. But I agree with you. I would have David Reinbacker start in Laval. But here's the deal. Yeah. He won't. He's going, to Switzerland. He's going back to Switzerland? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It, Why? It's, 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 he has one year left on his contract or because the Habs want him there? Uh, I, I think because of um, maybe the contract, maybe his wanting to go back there to finish up a few things there. Yeah. And I don't think the Canadians are going to force the issue. Okay. But, I, you know, I'm of the belief that, uh, and this, it doesn't go for, for all the time, but um, if, um, if you're going to come to the National Hockey League, you might as well get your feet wet. At the same time, 
Guy Boucher has gone on record as saying that he coached in that league, and the Swiss League is a better league than the American Hockey League. So at the same time, wouldn't you want your prospects in a better league? I want I want my prospects to play in a league uh, uh, that is the closest to the NHL in terms of uh, ring size, style of play. So to me, it's AHL all the way. This is not the same game. This is absolutely not the same game. In the Swiss League, there's no contact, practically. There's no contact. The ice is a, uh, surface is a little bit bigger. Sounds like my It's marriage. Not the same caliber of player. No contact. Well, practically. Uh, to me, this is, it, this is not NHL hockey. What a disaster. American bro. Hockey League is NHL hockey just a notch below, you know, where basically most guys uh, are, are not going to be stars. But at yeah. least it's, it's American. It's North American style hockey. Okay. I hear you. Um, Scott Wheeler of The Athletic does some great, uh, great scouting work for them. Uh, put this up regarding Rheinbacker. Let's see if we have it here. Le CH est très bien représenté dans le palmarès de l'expert en espoir David Rheinbacker, 20e meilleur espoir dans la Ligue nationale de hockey. So Rheinbacker, 20th best NHL prospect. Mm. Um, how do you feel about that list? Well, you had a look, chance to see it. Uh, yeah, a list is a list. I mean, uh, whether a guy is like ranked 12th or 14 or 15, it's all a matter of uh, how we see the players. And I, I don't like these lists per se because I think past the top five, 10 players, th there's not a big gap. And, and how can you tell that a guy is 40th, another guy is 31st? Uh, I, I'm not crazy about rankings, I care more about the analysis. Of the player. In this case, I think it's not a surprise that Reinbacher uh, would be uh, in the top 20 because he was picked number five this year. Man. There's also draft picks from last year included on the list, I would yes. think. Yes. And, and maybe the year before, you know, depending if the guys are still in college or in the American Hockey League. Yes, so, yes, I, because I, I Luke, Luke Hughes is on the list as well. Correct. Yes. But there are players that are ranked before him that I don't agree with because obviously they were from this year's draft. And I had Ryan Backer ahead of them. So you're, I know you're that the, about Ryan the, Leonard. Yeah, Ryan Leonard, Delibor Dvorsky. Uh, there's a few players on that list who are whom I ranked lower this year. Mm -hmm. So uh, Wheeler obviously is going with his rankings pre drafting. Of course. Which are different from mine, which is normal. Promen's ranking at the Athletic are different from Wheeler's rankings. And, you know, uh, Grant McCag has different rankings. We all have different rankings, okay, except, let's say, Connor Bedard. But uh, I, I think it's appropriate to be 20th, but there's probably players that were, uh, that were not mentioned that I would have placed in front of Ron Backer and those who were in front of him that I would put behind him. So now just looking at the just list. Behind him, he, just behind him, you would have put Quentin Musty. Yeah, But of yeah, course. Bro. Of course, Man. but I would put I, I, there, there's players ranked ahead of him that I'm not, that you know. Well, yeah. Yes, I know Tony, but you know, one day, one day, uh, we're going to be me one, and you, president and vice president of the Quinton Musty Fan Club. Exactly. If I get exactly. an autographed jersey, look, it'll it'll take a few years. So obviously, in the meantime, you know, people will make fun of me. 
But uh, that type of forward, I think, in uh, two, three years, uh, could be is going to be a very good top six player, and he's going to be much better than some guys who are drafted. Who's going to make fun of you? You're the best. Look, Tony, I get made fun of every day. No, no, every no. Time, you know every time I go on your podcast, I get made fun no, of. No, 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 no. You know what they say in Italian? Read, You're read the, the comments. Ten mayor. Uh, yeah, but not for everybody. You know, for us Italians, that we say you're the best. Tell me, are oh, good. You know, we say it. Yeah, Tina Turner said it too. You know, simply the best. Did no, you write the song? You know how Did you she write it? the song for me? No, but you know the term in Italian. Uh, no, I forgot because I don't speak Italian. No, tuzi umelio, All right, okay. Uh, this is what it says on David Reinbacker, courtesy yeah. of Scott Wheeler in the Athletic. Okay. We sometimes see draft-eligible defensemen play their full draft year in a professional league. We seldom see them playing big minutes in a good league, though, even when they're on the older side. Pardon me, when they're on the older side, like Reinbacker was, um, was in with his October birthday. Yeah, he, he was actually playing his 18-year-old season. Yeah. Correct. But that's yeah. what the Austrian did in Switzerland's top flight last season, where he played over 20 minutes more often than he played under. He drove results at both ends in those minutes, too, with a positive goal differential on an under 500 team that was outscored pretty significantly. Rhinebackers got pro size, desired handedness, and a really strong foundation of tools that all but guarantee he'll become a good NHLer. Yeah. He's a solid forward and backward skater, though he can look a little stilted at times, mm-hmm. who gaps well and defends the rush effectively with a noticeably long stick. No comment. He looks to take instead of give in the neutral zone, regularly stepping up to try to bump puck carriers off possession and force dumps. Though there are times when that style can leave him chasing if his timing's off or if he's flat-footed. He's strong. His head is always up and on a swivel, and he does a good job uh, pre-surveying the ice when he's going back to get pucks through frequent shoulder checks he's got poise and processing under pressure even if his play with the puck on his stick isn't dynamic per se he's just a rock solid projectable two-way defenseman i'm not sure he's got the skill to become a true number one but he's got everything needed to become a good top four guy and maybe more than that i'm gonna tell you this i know everyone in montreal tries to say the right thing this that whatever if he ends up being a top four, like a three or a four, instead of one or a two, that yeah. is the wrong pick. Of course. of course, it's the wrong pick if he ends up being a three or four. But if he ends David up being Ryan a Reinbacker has to be a first-pairing defenseman in the National Hockey League for 12 years minimum. Yeah. If not, Houston, we got a problem. Look, it, it, I, I always compare his, uh, you, you know, because of the age and the, 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 the progress that he's made. And the kind of like ceiling that they have, I compare him to David Iricek uh, from Columbus. Oh, him who I had like. A great season in the American Hockey League at age 19. Him I like. Yeah. So I see Reinbacher not necessarily being the same type of player, but I see the same kind of career or the same kind of ceiling. Iricek is not a number one. He was picked number six. 
He's not number one defenseman, but if he can be a number two, he was worth the number six overall pick. Also, like Ron Bacher, if Irichek is, is a three or a four, he was the wrong pick. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. And um, yeah, Irichek, uh, the second defenseman drafted in the Slavkovsky draft. Slavkovsky uh, went number one, and the first defenseman in the draft was Simon Nemich. The Slovak yeah, boy from New Jersey Devils. Yeah, he had a great 18 year old season. In he had a great the, season. Yeah. 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 He had a great season. Okay. So Ryan Backer is number 20 on Scott Wheeler's list, and he's not the only half to crack the top 30. Lane Hudson. Mm -hmm. Lane Hudson at 27. What do you think? This Look, this is a wild card, honestly. Uh, I, I think the guy is highly skilled, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, with the puck. But I don't know if he's going to be fast enough or, 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 or a good enough skater to overcome the fact that he's undersized. Why is it every time we talk about a Montreal Canadiens prospect, there's two type of people in this city. There's, yeah. there's, there's, there's one type. Uh, hold on a second. But your son is in my screen while this is going on here. But what, 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 what are we doing here? What, what are we, he's moving. He keeps on moving forward. He's in the screen here. He's in the screen. Yeah, yeah, he's in the screen. So if he's going to be in the screen, let's bring him on. Let's go. Come. Come here, here, here. My friend Marcello is here with his two sons. All right. Okay. Here, here we go. Here we go. Uh, uh, okay. All right. Introduce yourself. Hi. Yeah. Tell them who you are. At Tony's podcast. Yeah, you're on Tony's podcast, but what's your name? Say your name. Luca. Luca. Who's got the best podcast in the world? You. Thank you. Who's better than me? No one. No one. That's right. All right. Luca, say your last name. Say your last name. Fergioli. Yeah. Where do you live? In LaSalle. Yeah. Luca Fergioli from LaSalle. All right. Okay, Luca. All right. Now, before your brother gets jealous, let's bring him in too. Give me a second here. We're This is the place where we make people famous over here. All right. Okay. All right. My name's Nicholas. Call me all right, his name's Nicholas, uh, but call him Nico. Say hi to the snake. Hey. He says hi. All right, okay. He's oh. a big fan of yours. You guys send you have any cards or anything? You send them an autograph picture or what? Well, uh, I'm not famous uh, yet. No, you because no, no, you're very you're more famous than you think, my friend. You're more famous okay. than you think. All right, okay. Those are the boys. All right, okay. I saw him. He was he was going back and forth on the chair, and then all of a sudden he was in the screen. So I said, if he's going to be in the screen, well, we might as well put him on, no? All right, okay. Yeah. We got that out of the way. What, so there's two types of people in this city when we talk Montreal Canadiens, right? There's one that they think every Montreal Canadiens player is the best player, number one center, number one goal scorer, number one prospect, yeah. slam dunk. He's going to yeah. win the Rocket Richard. He's going to win the Vesna. He's going to win the Norris. Yeah. He's going to win everything, okay? And then there's you. You, no Montreal Canadiens prospect is good. This guy's not a number one center. That guy's not a number one winger. That guy's not a point-per-game player. That guy's not a 40-goal scorer. They don't have yeah. a number one defenseman. That guy's a three or a four. You had players that were ranked better on your list. Do you ever say anything? Did they ever do anything to you, the Montreal Canadiens? Did they not ever? Did you ever send them a Christmas card and they didn't send you one back? What's your story here, Snake? Well, but Tony, let's face it. In uh, the last 20 years... Mm. No forward drafted by the Habs has ever uh, has ever scored seventy points. It must be too, man. Yeah. 
So uh, what am I going to say? I how, like many years, how many years ago? Well, I like Ron Bacher. I ranked him fifth. Did, did I say anything against no, Ron how many, how many years is that again? Say it again. That's that. 20 years at least. In the last 20 even, years? Even Mac, Max Pacioretty did not reach 70 points. Pacher, no, I think he had a career high of 67. I could be wrong. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Who's the last one? Uh, last 30 goals, goals, 33 goals, 35 goals, 37 goals, 39 goals. But I don't think yeah, you're never... No, that's good. Look, he I was a good pick. I'm not saying he was a bad pick, but I'm just saying yeah. that Overall, you're, you're asking me why I'm not that enthusiastic about the Habs uh, prospects. You know, you're, 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 you're going to ask, ask a question. Great. What? You were going to ask a question. Was it the last Montreal Canadiens player to pick up 70 points that was drafted? Was that your well, question? Who, 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 yeah, who was it? Saku Koivu? Plekanets? Yeah, drafted in 98, I think. Yeah, it's maybe got, it's got to be it's got to be yeah. Plekanec when he played on the yeah. line with uh, with Kovalev, no? Yeah, yeah, he had one uh, a very good uh, season uh, offensively. Yeah, so now you understand? No, that's not the that's not the year. That's not the year with Kovalev. Um, that year was, was with uh, that, I think that's yeah. when they had uh, Gomez and uh, Camilleri, yeah. this that whatever all that stuff. Yeah, but maybe twenty ten or something. But uh, look it's hard to be, I mean, how could I be enthusiastic about Kotkaniemi at number three? He's not a bad player, but was he worth the number three pick when they could have picked Quinn Hughes, Brady Kachuk? The year Kovalev had 84 points, by the way, Plakanitz was second with 69 points. Okay. So. You know, because those two years. Chenyak and Kotkaniemi. Yeah, that really hurt. Trevor Timmons drafted by need to try to give Mark Bergevin a helping hand because Bergevin had not gone out to get a centerman. That was the big mistake. It was drafting by need. You never draft by need. Only in the NFL. Can you make an argument for drafting by need because the players are NFL ready? So if you have a weakness at, let's say, cornerback, you draft a cornerback, let's say, number four, number five, if, he, if he's very good. I mean, you can pass on a running back or, uh, I don't know, a wide receiver. It's again, now he, and now he became an NFL expert, too. Yeah, I am, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm, I, I, I really, really follow the NFL. Who you, who you cheer for? Pardon me? Uh, big no pardon. One. No one. You don't uh, cheer I, for anybody. I, I, I cheer for uh, teams that have players that I like. So I like that. it varies, you know? I like that. I yeah. like that kind of style, by the way, cheering for players that you like. Yeah. Because I was a long I'm time not a bandwagon there. guy. I'm not a bandwagon guy. I used to jump on a bandwagon uh, if a team is like 12 and 1 in yeah. December. But I look at the rosters at the beginning of the year, and I, I cheer for teams that have players that I like. That's all. Sometimes they win. Sometimes they don't. Don't. Yeah. But, you know, just for fun. But getting back to this, I think don't. in hockey, you cannot draft by need because players are not going to be impactful in general before three, four years. Correct. And in the meantime, if you look at roster turnover, take, pull out any roster from, let's say, 2019. You know, the end of the 2018-2019 season. Yeah. Look at rosters and compare them to the rosters right now as we speak on March on um, July 18th there's at least a 60% turnover at least so your, so your needs, why, your needs, your needs can change three years later 
things change because you know what? Sometimes prospects you didn't expect were going to be good become good. You can also make trades. You can you can sign free agents. And uh, mind, you the, mind you, the Montreal Canadiens were looking for a number one centerman for a decade. Yeah, they have, and and and, and sometimes you that that's when you uh, you reach for a player because I it's okay you. if you're thinking, okay, we need a centerman, but let's say uh, I don't know, Adam Fentili is available. And you're hesitant between Fentili, let's say, and Michkov, who's a winger. That I can understand. But if you're, because I think Fentili could be a number one center. But when you look at Kotkaniemi, I mean, this is a guy who should have, should have been drafted probably be, between 10 and 15. Between 10 and 15, you, you don't get a number one center unless you, you get kind of lucky. Let's say the odds are, are not as great of getting yeah, a number I one. I hear between you. 10 and 15. Yeah. I hear you. That's you. what I call a reach, you know? Yeah, but, you know, I wasn't even going to go here, but now that we're having this conversation, uh, because I want to give the young man the benefit of the doubt, and I understand the logic of taking the guy that you think is the number one defenseman in the draft. I understand yeah. that logic. I'm a little bit rattled when Wheeler says he's going to be a top four because a top four can mean that he's going to be a three or a four. If he ends up being a four, it's an absolute disaster of a pick. It's a absolute disaster, but judging from... yeah. But from now, okay, yeah. the, the night of the draft, June huh. 28th, I remember telling you, mm. or maybe it was on uh, BPM Sports, I said, look, once you look at your list of forwards, let's say, or, or in, and, and you're, you think that the next forward available is probably a second-line guy, probably with a ceiling of 60 points or something. Yeah. Then you, you you take the best defenseman because it's a very important position. And even if that guy ends up being a number two, well, that's good because look, I, I think this draft this year was a little bit overrated. It was overrated by the fact that there were some. It, it was very top heavy, but after the 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 big four, yeah, or, or, or the big five, if you include Mitchkov, hmm. but it was a kind of a different uh, animal. Then who do you take? Do you take Dvorsky? Do you take Ryan Leonard? Heck, you, you might as well take a guy who has the potential to be a number two defenseman. Zach Benson? Zach Benson? I like Zach Benson. I think he could fit well in Buffalo, but he was chosen number 13, and there was a reason for it. The guy is on, is on the smallish side, so there's always a risk with this type of player. Where Reinbacher, let alone the, the knee uh, problem thing, He's pretty, he's a pretty, pretty, it's a pretty safe bet that he's going to reach his ceiling. Well, and he's a pretty ceiling. safe bet, but we've been talking about drafting by need. Yeah. I've heard but, the Canadians, when they drafted Galchenyuk, was drafting by need, they needed a centerman. Yeah, but outside Talking of me, drafted by need, they needed a centerman, and they chose Reinbacker because they don't have a lot of right-handed defensemen. I do agree. I do agree, but it's an important position, and I'd rather have this kind of a defenseman, then choose a Ryan Leonard or a Dalibor Dvorsky or a Zach Benson. Now, will there be, will, will one of these forwards become better than Reinbacher at some point? Of course, one of them will be, but we don't know which one. So it's going to be very, very easy for the revisionists to go five, six years down the road and say, okay. why didn't we draft, I don't know, Benson? Why yeah. didn't they draft Borsky and pound on the Canadians? And you know what? I yeah. pound on the Canadians a lot, but I can be fair. All right. So uh, based on this conversation, what I, um, what I take from this when you were talking about uh, Lane Hudson uh, and the uh, big gamble, this, that, whatever, and all that stuff, and uh, Zach Benson, 
You're not a fan of small players. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's not more than well, that. Look, I like Quinn Hughes. I like Quinn Hughes a lot. He's a small player. I just think that uh, you cannot have too many small players and hope to win the Stanley Cup. I understand, but, but what kind of thinking is that? You just said, you, but hold on a second. Five minutes ago, you said that, you know, sometimes there's 60% turnover within three or four years, you end yeah. up turning over your roster. So if you have a lot of small players now, which the Canadians do, let's say, for example, they have Suzuki, who's 5'11", yeah. and they have Newhook, who's 5'10", and they have Caulfield, yeah. who's 5'7". If that's the reason why they didn't want to draft Benson, well, Newhook could be gone in a couple of years. Of course, but Benson went number 13. I would be curious to see where he was on the Canadians' list. Because where did Suzuki go in his draft? Uh, 13-2. That's right. It turned out to yeah. be pretty good. Yeah, but Suzuki is bigger than Benson. And look, I like Benson. I like Benson. I, I think he's dynamic. He's like uh, he's, he's a great playmaker. He's going to be in a great situation in Buffalo. So I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I'm just saying that there is a risk factor when you draft number five to mm. take smaller player. Lane Hudson was picked 62nd. There's no risk. that you, you, you take a guy who's highly skilled, And you hope that he becomes, I don't know, Tory Krug or something. Yeah, so, chances are a guy who was picked 62nd should not play in the National Hockey League anyway. Exactly. In terms of the law of averages. So if he pans yeah. out, he pans out. Okay. Uh, I didn't see Logan Mayu on Scott Wheeler's list. Yeah. So I text him and I asked him and I said, uh, Scott, I didn't see Logan Mayu on your list. I'm curious because... I would have thought he would have been on that list of 50 or he would have been on the list of honorable mention. Not if you listen to me. And he wrote back and he says, Tony, I see him in the top 200. Yeah. And he said, I see him as a great B prospect. He's a B prospect. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Yeah. And you guys scout games for a living and I don't. But it doesn't mean I can't have an opinion. Of course you can. I disagree with you guys. Good. We'll see. I think he has everything it takes to be in that conversation with Ryan Backer and Mayu and uh, and uh, Hudson. Okay. And if it's not the case, mm -hmm. then you're going to take this clip and you're going to make it go viral. And uh, if it is the case, then I'll take the clip and I'll make it go viral. Uh, you know. But I saw him at development. I know development camp means nothing. And I'm not stupid either. I know that he was bigger and stronger than mostly everyone that he went up against. And yeah. that's why yeah. he was dominant in that particular phase. Uh-huh. But man, he just looks like an NHL player. He moves like an NHL player. He takes the body like an NHL player. He ties up the man like an NHL player. He ties up the stick like an NHL player. Um, he has a long stick. He cuts off a lot of passing lanes. Uh, he's got offensive instincts. He's got an NHL shot. He's mm -hmm. got NHL toughness. What more do you want? Yeah, I, 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 I want him to show that he's more than a third-pairing guy, which I think is his ceiling. We're talking about third-pairing guy here. And you know what? He was drafted 31st. So... Even making he, he was the drafted NFL. 31st because he told GMs, don't draft me. I don't deserve to be drafted. Oh, I don't think he would have. Huge mistake I don't made. think he would have gone higher. I don't oh. think he would have gone higher. I know for a fact that he was on top 12. He was top 12 on many lists. Okay. Well, many lists. Uh, 
and and these player these player the the scouts and GMs are still employed. You're employed. You. What does that mean? No. What I mean is that these guys make hundreds of thousands of. I don't like when people say that. So okay. For example. Okay. Hold on a second. Are you employed by an NHL team? No. Okay. Because because the, they don't and, like team standings like me. Perfect. In your opinion, do you think you know what you're talking? Do you think you know how to scout? Yeah. Okay. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I think you know how to scout too. Okay. And it's not thank because you. you're not employed by an NHL team. I that do my agree. opinion of you is actually going to be less because I believe that you know what you're talking about more than some NHL scouts. And I believe that there are some NHL scouts who probably know their thing a little bit more than you. That's just the way the world is, right? That's fair enough. But, you know, the whole thing of, oh, well, yeah, but who are these no, scouts? It's because, no, it's you know, because, because if, I would, if I would say this to an NHL scout, hey, uh, my, buddy, uh, my buddy gave me this. He told me this about this player. He gave me this scouting report. And they would say, oh, yeah, who gave it to you? Simon the Snake Boisvert. They would say, yeah, and, and he works for who? And then I exactly. would get mad at them. So now you, on the other hand, saying, well, these scouts are who would not, no, they're not very no, good. Well, it's, because these guys, it's because these guys had a chance to prove it. Okay. GMs see their list. And if on the list, Logan Mayu is number nine, I call the guy to my office and I say, why is Mayu at number nine? You're fired. You're fired. You don't even give the guy a chance to answer. You ask him a question, but you fire him before he even answers. Fire him. I wouldn't want to work for you, man. Ask me the question. So I have, let's just say, Logan Mayu at number 12 on my list okay. in the draft year. And well, you I would say that you what you're drinking has alcohol in it. No, it does not. The alcohol is here. It is yet unopened. Right now, I am having uh, some water. But if you want, I will go get a British. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> so for you, Logan Mayu, once again, give me a, oh, no, 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 give me your opinion on Logan Mayu once again. I, I think this is a guy career AHLer. Did you tell me something like that last time? I said he's either a six, a seven, or a career AHLer. But one he's, second, hold on a his second. His ceiling is number six. We're talking eight, nine minutes per game, and a very. Oh, short hold period. on a second. Hold on a second. Hold that thought. Talk to yourself if you want. I'll be back. Can you give me ten seconds? Yeah, fifteen seconds. I'll be back. Keep. Do talking. I have the choice? Keep, keep talking. Keep talking. Okay, I'm back. Give me, uh, give me your, your. Tell me what you just said again about Logan Mayu. I said that Logan Mayu's ceiling is number six. Hmm. He's most probably a number seven or a career HLer who's going to be like up and down, you know. And at some point, he's just going to disappear from the 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 the, the landscape. Hmm. I do not see Logan Mayu playing more than eight ten minutes a game in the NHL, and that is his ceiling. I'm gonna start drinking now. Anyway, you're going to see in Laval next year. You're going to be very disappointed in Laval next oh, year. Oh, I'm going to be very disappointed. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. The defenseman, you give them two years in the HL. At age yeah. 21, you know, we'll see. Maybe at age 22. Look, he, 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 with all the injuries, he's going to get a cup of coffee in Montreal. Oh, because, because, because of the injuries. The season hasn't started yet, but you already know there's going to be injuries. So if, if Logan Mayu plays a couple of games, it's because yeah, there were injuries. 
Only not because he's going to light it up in the AHL. He's going to be struggling. Yeah, because you know, it's, all, it's already time for me to go, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, it's time for you to go, yeah. I have a life, you know, I have dates. Yeah, yeah, you have dates, yeah, dates. Yeah. Like that, though, they're in your pantry, and they contain well, a lot of sugar. Those are the date. dates you a have. Date. A date, not dates, but a date. Yeah, yeah, you have a date, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and she's she's very pretty. Not as pretty as your wife, but she's pretty. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure she's lovely, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> do you tell her about your scouting reports, or do you tell her how you see? Oh, what do you guys, what do you guys, what do you guys I'm do? At, I'm you're... at her place right now. She can hear me. You're at her place right now. Yeah, and she can hear me. We've been on for like 50 minutes, and you're at her place, and you, yeah. you're bond with me for 50 minutes? Yeah. You so well, don't have your priorities straight, my friend. She's going to dump you like yesterday's newspaper. Well, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. You have a problem with your cartilage, or <laughs> is this what you were talking about before? You have a, you have a crumbling, what do you have, a, a crumbling cartilage? Yeah, yeah, in the knee, but uh, the I, knee, I yeah. never felt anything. I was just told uh, by yeah. accident 25 years ago. You never felt anything. No, I never uh, felt anything. I can jog, I can run. I can yeah. certainly run faster than you, Tony. You think so? Yeah. Really? I, I, I could challenge you to a 50-meter race like this. Why? You jog every day? No, I don't jog every day, but I'm not, I'm not a big guy, and I've already run fast. So uh, even though I'm 57, I, I'm sure I can... Uh, Run faster than most 57-year-old guys out there. You know what? I, uh, I, I'd i be willing to bet that I would surprise you very much in a race. Okay. When do you want to do this? You want to show up to the park and then about a, like we choose a date, whatever, Premier uh, September, 1st of September, whatever. We show up at the park. We have a race. We tape it. We bring uh, Shane Gaumont on yellow, Sammy Cavallaro. We bring a sick team. We bring Marcello we'll with see. his kids. We'll six, see. We'll six, see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So that's it now? Yeah. You got me. That Hey, the things you said about Logan Mayu, you know, if you would come into my office and you would say, Mayu 12 on your list, why? I would have said, he's big. He's strong. He skates well. He shoots the puck 105 miles per hour. He takes the body. He knows how to place the stick. He clears the front of the net. He's got soft hands. That's what I would have told you. And then you would have told me, I'm fired? Yeah, because the guy basically was taking advantage of his size. Once you reach the AHL or the NHL, yeah. size is not uh, as big an advantage as in junior hockey. So Lindros was no good. The guy is skilled enough. I don't see the guy skilled enough to be a top four defenseman. And I'm going to repeat it over and, and the over guy's a defenseman. He scored a goal in Michigan. You don't think he's skilled enough? Do you know how many forwards in the world can score Michigan goals? You know what? what? Young hockey players should focus on other stuff than the Michigan. They should learn how to play hockey. And Mozituna. Oh, you're one of those guys that when you see a highlight reel, instead of saying it's absolutely beautiful and it's great for the game, for you, it's frowned upon. So you find something to pick on. For you, a Michigan is what they sell at La Flares. C'est hot dog, c'est chien show. Hot dog, chien show. Popcorn, mais souffle. Coke, soft drinks. Coke. Go ahead. Tony. Yeah. If I look, if I look at it from the eyes of a talent evaluator, to me, it, it, it doesn't really matter whether the guy can do a Michigan or not. If I watch TV, uh, you know, and I'm in my basement or my living room and I'm watching uh-huh. a game, I love seeing the Michigan. Yeah. 
Yeah. You, my friend, are a talent evaluator extraordinaire. Thank you. I will let you go because you have a hot date. I do. Now, this one hour what's, uh, that we did together, what, there was time for the Viagra to kick in or what? And so now after the one hour, it's kicked in. You're ready to go or what? It's, it's come sucks I'm ash or what? I don't need Viagra. I, <laughs> I don't need Viagra. No? No. You know what? I never took it, but they say you can go four hours, but... I don't care. For 30 minutes more, is it worth it? It's not worth it, so I don't take it. Exactly. You're a talent evaluator. You're the best. See you, Snake. Go talk about Quentin Musty. Go, go. Go talk about Quentin Musty. Marinaro, shout out to my boy, Charlie Cabrera, over at Optimal Stretch. They specialize in fascial stretch therapy. As a matter of fact, I'm going to see him tomorrow morning at 4710. St. Ambroise, he and Sam, the man. I look forward to seeing them. Hey, yesterday, I talked to you about a U16 girls team that play for AS Laval that are participating in the Gothia Cup in Sweden a very prestigious youth tournament. And yesterday were the opening ceremonies. And on top is the team pitcher with uh, my buddy there, Robert Zariello, to the left. And I even spot uh, Julian Di Giovanni, among others, on the right. And those are the girls. And the pitcher below that you see are the pitchers decked out in their Canada gear yesterday, uh, representing the city, the province, and the country in a stadium filled with 51,000 people. It sounds like a lot of fun. Girls enjoy it. Memories to last a lifetime. Also, earlier today, in case you missed it, yesterday we spoke about Alex Galchenyuk. Well, earlier today, Alex Galchenyuk issued a statement, a very important one. If we can bring it up, I'll read it to you. I'm deeply ashamed of my recent behavior, and I'm beyond sorry to everyone I offended and hurt. It was uncalled for, it was horrific, and it has ruined this great new opportunity I was given by the Coyotes. I'm beyond embarrassed and disappointed with myself, and I feel awful for everyone I have let down. My family was counting on me to be better. The Coyotes and the Amazing Coyotes fans deserve better, and the brave police officers who risk their lives to keep us safe deserve better. I let them all down with my despicable and disrespectful behavior after drinking alcohol. Today, I am checking myself into the NHL and NHL PA Player Assistance Program. I'm doing this to get the help I need, and I hope to never make a mistake like this again. Alex Galchenyuk. Alex, you made a mistake. You owned it. Um, uh, obviously, you need help, and uh, you've recognized that, and um, we're all pulling for you, Alex. Uh, there are things that are more important than hockey, and obviously, your health is one of them, so all the best to you. All right. Uh, on that note, Marinara, I want to thank you all for watching. Thank you. Thank you very much for all of you watching on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter. If you liked it, like it, share it with your friends. And uh, message sick, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K. And if you're going to listen on Google, Apple, or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. It's our way of feeling the love. By the way, I mentioned yesterday, I uh, sat down with Freeway Frank for two hours on the drive-by podcast that you can find also on uh, all social media channels and apps as well as on YouTube. And if you have a chance to watch it, we discussed a lot of things. Um, we didn't even talk hockey over two hours. So I don't know when was the last time I had a conversation for about two hours, but I did. And you can check that out as well. All right. Okay. Special thanks to Sammy and Yanello and Juliana Cavallaro and Shane Gomo at Master Control. It is the sick podcast. We'll be back tomorrow night. Same time, same place. I'm Marinaro. 
And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. LaVita.tv. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination.